This is the World Industrial News for Friday, December 23rd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Hello, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I am Megan Latonin with Aviva, and I am very fortunate to be joined here today with the two of the leaders in this industry about to dive into the hot topic of grid modernization, resiliency, and the infrastructure bill. You know, we all know that power companies are scrambling to update their systems as climate change continues to fuel increased and more frequent extreme weather events. We've seen outages across the U.S. having significant economic consequences, not to mention the impact on the people affected. According to the Department of Energy, these outages cost the U.S. $70 billion annually. And thankfully, the Biden administration has made updating the nation's grid a priority and the latest infrastructure package allocates $73 billion for power upgrades. This is the single largest investment in clean energy transmission in American history. To dive into this topic, the state of the grid and a breakdown of the infrastructure bill, I am joined today by Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy, the founder of OSI Soft and now Chairman Emeritus of Aviva. Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy is an industry pioneer who conceived the vision of scalable systems for managing industrial data, guiding OSI Soft from a startup in 1980 to a global software company that introduced and supported the Pi system. The Pi system has become the industrial sector's leading operation system of record, helping to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in over 146 countries and over 1,000 utilities. Since OSIsoft's 2021 acquisition by Aviva, Pat remains engaged as Chairman Emeritus and Board Advisor of Aviva and is the prominent thought leader on grid monetization and resiliency, among many other things. Welcome, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are also fortunate to be joined today by Mona Sheth as we attempt to break down this bill and the opportunities in front of us. Mona is the Senior Director of Federal Government Relations at Schneider Electric and leads infrastructure implementation, AKA follow the money from federal to states. She has actually read the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act and broken down the segments of funding relevant for companies and states. Mona just celebrated her three-year work anniversary at Schneider Electric and has spent over 10 years in the clean energy space in DC, advocating for decarbonization, energy efficiency, and resiliency. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Thank you. So let's let's kick this off with a powerful question. You know, Pat, I've heard you mention three primary reasons around the importance and timeliness of this infrastructure bill, resiliency, smart grid, and new transmission. With this in mind, what are your thoughts on how the U.S. infrastructure bill can leverage technology to help modernize the U.S. power grid? 
Industrial Info is tracking more than $3.8 billion of projects that are under construction in West Virginia. Many of the projects center around fossil fuels, primarily coal and natural gas. One of the largest projects underway in the state, and perhaps the one that has garnered the most headlines, is the much-beleaguered Mountain Valley Natural Gas Pipeline, which will carry up to 2 billion cubic feet per day of gas from West Virginia to Virginia. Several companies producing natural gas in Argentina have shown their interest in joining the Gas Argentina Plan for 2023 through 2028. The Argentine government announced last week that it had started reviewing the bids of its fourth and fifth rounds of offers as part of Argentina's gas plan. In this project, companies bid to sell volumes of natural gas to the government in order to fulfill domestic supply. And Egypt's refining industry plans to boost gas oil production with two major projects targeting startups in the next two years. Middle East Oil Refinery, an Egyptian shareholding company with a majority stake of the state-owned Egyptian oil company, expects the 60,000-barrel-per-day expansion of its existing 100,000-barrel-per-day refinery to approach startup by next year. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at W www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.